0: What is Off The Groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack.
1: Off The Groove
0: with Scotty Dubler. Last weekend's event looked to be a hit. Sammy Halbert picked up the win in the pro class. Andy Debrino won the super hooligan class. Cody Cop, an amateur rider, won all five classes he entered. And Hurricane Sandriana Shipman won the women's pro class up there at the One Pro Show in Oregon. The off season just about over. While the rest of the world continues to watch the Winter Olympics, I'll be watching motorcycle racing. Tomorrow night, I'm gonna watch the World Championship Ice Racing Series up in Sioux City, Iowa. Going to go up and be part of the Frozen Tundra. Check out what happens inside when motorcycles go around in circles on ice. A week from today, I'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for Flat Out Friday and the Mama Tried Show. Some of the pro riders that are signed up to be there is Hurricane Matthew Gunther. He is our top listener. Henry Wiles, Corey Texter, fresh off the JL10 training. Cole Zabala will be there. Jake Mattaya, the defending winner, Jared Meese. Bronson Bauman, Dan Bromley, Robbie Pearson, Oliver Brindley trying out the Yamaha, James Monaco, all the way from California, and Team MJGR, Ryder himself, Morgan Mishler. Those are some of the fast guys who will be at the Flat Out Friday race, part of the Mama Tried Show in Milwaukee next weekend. In flat track news, Henry Wiles purchased a brand new Indian Scout FTR 750. He walked into the Indian dealership with a fat stack of $100 bills and said, bye-bye. It will be interesting to see what henry does on an indian scout there is going to be a lot of changes in 2018 we've talked about a few but it feels like we've just barely scratched the surface our next guest is moving into the aft singles class he'll be riding for richie morris racing he's a 2016 gnc2 champion and the 2017 aft twins rookie of the year ryan wells Hello. Hello? What up? Who who's this?
1: Ryan Wells, who is this?
0: This is, you know, this is this is Hollywood dubler What are you doing, man?
1: Hollywood, what's going on, man? Just uh wow. sur- surviving the winter cold here in Michigan.
0: So you're up there uh doing a little bit of ice riding or ice racing? What have you been doing?
1: A lot of ice riding actually. This year I uh i've i've been pretty full-fledged wide open in the in the ice riding game i've swapped my uh i've done more changes on my ice bike this year than i've done in my my flat track bikes in the past recent time so i've uh, been having a blast up here actually
0: so you you've been ice riding like every day or every weekend or how how often do you get to to ride on the ice
1: um definitely every weekend me and brian and Pat Buchanan. and we we have a pretty solid group with craig pickett too and uh we ride at least every weekend. A couple of weeks ago I rode three days out of the weekend. Um did some traveling just to be able to ride, but and we'll uh we'll once in a while be able to get out a couple of times during the week just depending on schedules and ice. It's uh the downfall of the ice sometimes is mother da- Mother Nature is, that's what that's what makes us be able to go ride. So when we get a bunch of snow it kind of puts us to a halt for a for a day or two. But yeah, we've been we've been putting in the hours on the ice, that's for sure.
0: So who's the fastest on the ice?
1: B Smith definitely got us all covered right right now, but we're uh, we got a pretty fast group. There's about five of us that are uh, we'll go out and do 20 minutes of riding and we're nose to tail pretty much the whole time. And that's the the beauty of the ice. We can with the amount of tracks that or the how wide we can plow the tracks and stuff. We're pretty uh, high low on each other every lap, so we keep it keep it close and fun. It's it puts the fun back in it for sure.
0: So how how big are these tracks you race on? I mean, you you build like a half mile, or you got short tracks, or you turn right left? We don't. Turn it's left, crazy. Or? We don't.
1: Yeah, we don't ride any ovals. It's funny. Uh, Pat Buchanan usually the guy that lays out our tracks, and he put, makes these like two mile road courses for us every weekend, and they are freaking awesome, and and it's so much fun. We don't. Yeah, like I said, we have. I haven't ridden an oval once this uh, this winter, besides the Ice Nationals a couple weekends ago. Do you
0: do you run a front brake?
1: Oh yeah, yep. Okay. We actually right. we have to run like oversized supermoto front brakes because we're on the brakes so hard. We use the front brake way more than than the rear. Wow. It's kind of like the more of a motocross and road race style ride than it is flat track, honestly.
0: But but the bike's all lowered down like flat track style. You just uh, put a front brake on it and go for it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they uh, there's different setups, but like I for me this year I've just ran my my exact dirt track setup and it been pretty dang good.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun, but I think it's a, a little bit too cold for me. You know, I live in Oklahoma, so I'm a sissy. Well, we're cheating now. We're
1: cheating now. We all got heated handlebars routed through our, our radiators and stuff. So I just ride in my, my motocross pants and my motocross gloves. I just put a coat on.
0: Wow. <laughs> You're tougher than me. That's for sure. So uh, I haven't seen you for a while since the awards banquet, actually. And uh, I, I just got to ask you about your dance moves that you had during the after party, man. Uh, Where did you learn how to dance?
1: I get my groove on it. I never used to be a, the dancing type. I, it was uh, a wedding a, a couple years ago, and I just started not caring. And I, that's where I think the, what actually made it come out is that I didn't know a single person at the wedding. So I really was just the opportune time to, to finally bust out my dancing for the first time. And now I can't stop dancing. You'll catch me in the garage when, um, when I'm by myself. When a good song when comes on, I'll start dancing a little bit and singing.
0: When you're supposed to be working on the motorcycle?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why a lot of my stuff falls apart because I forget to tighten stuff when I start dancing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, th- let's see. You did you race an indoor not too long ago? An indoor ice race with uh, Bronson Bauman?
1: Oh no, I didn't do that. I what I was at was the uh, the AMA Ice Nationals um, two weeks ago, which is all outdoor, and it was it was my first time doing it, and it was uh it was crazy. I was completely out of like fish out of water I mean it it started off being just like anything else like it was pretty smooth and everything but how rough that track gets and and how fast those guys are and the amount of testing they do for ice riding is like how we are for dirt track and yeah I got I got schooled a little bit in the main event I won my heat race but I ended up getting fifth in the main but it was a it was a super fun experience but that's where it gets really cold when we're out practicing on a lake we can ride whenever we start getting cold but when you're sitting around waiting for your race to come up, that's when it gets chilly.
0: So, Right on. So uh, anything else interesting been going on since Paris that we haven't talked about yet? Man, not a,
1: not a whole lot. I've, I've done a couple dirt tracks. I went to Tennessee and did a race and I, I went to the ducoin Illinois new year's race and I I won the, the main event up there, but those are the only two times I've been on dirt. I've been, like I said, I've been riding on the ice a lot and it's, it's weird because when I in New York, obviously I've lived there my whole life pretty much, and we didn't do a whole lot of ice riding because it was always the the rumor was it was just very, not very good practice for dirt track, you know. But I've found it is such a killer workout. You you cannot when you're on the ice, you can pretty much just ride as hard as you possibly can for the amount of laps that you're out there, and the the workout it gives you is so worth it. Um, but yeah, that's I've been. Like I said, I've been riding on the ice pretty much every weekend for the past two months, so it's been pretty sweet.
0: That's awesome. I never got to race on the ice or even ride on the ice, so it sounds like a lot of fun. So uh, let's just jump right into it. How did you get started racing flat track?
1: Well, I don't really, uh, I don't know how, it, how flat track was introduced, but I was three years old and my dad borrowed actually my cousin's PW50 for me. It was a pink and white PW50. And we just started riding in the backyard, and my dad, was uh, he just did a couple local races now and again when he was in his 20s. So I think he just wanted to take me to our local track. We actually have a track like 10 minutes away from us. So I think if we'd had a motocross track that close to us, it might have been different. But, yeah, we had a flat track right down the the road basically for me, and that's where I started racing. And ever since then, we did the first five races when I was uh, four years old and now he started taking me other places, and it's just taken off.
0: So you've got a, a bigger little brother. Does he ride, and does he race too?
1: Oh, yeah. He used to race pretty much everywhere that we used to race. Uh, when my dad would take me, we would all go to the same place together in our minivan um, as a family, and we'd put our bikes in the back. We'd have a little TV set up, and we'd go to all the races. But he's, uh, like you said, he's my, my bigger little brother. He's six foot now, and towers over me, so smart of him he took the uh the the sports route through high school and he's a big hunter and stuff like that so he's got his hands full with that but he still rides some some motocross and whenever I can let him hop on my flat track bikes at uh at a non-national race he's he's all into it so he has fun with it too
0: yeah I I always give him a hard time and and whenever I see him I always at first glance I get confused of who's who you know but then I remember that he's so much bigger than you it's not that that hard and I remember who's who who it is
1: for a year or two there, we were pretty much the exact same size, and we both had our short hair, and, yeah, we we look pretty dang similar. So, But now he's got his long, flowing hair, and he's six foot. So, yeah, you can definitely tell us the part a little bit better now.
0: So are you going to be riding any of the, the non-nationals again this year, or are you just going to focus on the Grand Nationals uh, series?
1: No, Nope. I, I love doing the non-nationals, and I think it keeps you sharp on the off weekend. Um, so I'll be doing – as many outlaw and local races as I can do this year and just trying to make sure I'm always on the motorcycle. It's nice for me. I guess we haven't talked about it yet, but it's nice for me this year being able to ride the same bikes everywhere. Last year in a twins class, you don't ride a twin every weekend, you know, but with me being on a 450, um, I ride the exact same motocross, whether it's me ice riding or me on a motocross track or doing local outlaw races and stuff like that. So I think this year it's even more beneficial for me to do any race I could possibly do.
0: You kind of started talking about it, and one of my questions I had a little later on, but we'll go ahead and get into it right now, is uh, since the end of the season, you have got teamed up with Richie Morris, and uh, tell us about the tr- transition from twins last year going to be riding the singles in 2018.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, uh, man, it even caught me by surprise as, as much as it caught everybody else by surprise, I think, too. It I uh, was a- originally calling Richie just I mean, looking for a twins ride, you know. I know they have a they had a twins program last year and stuff like that. So that was my my main reason for trying to get linked up with those guys. And our first phone call, it was a three-way conversation with me, him, and my mechanic James Hart. And the the the, the question to ride a single came into the equation. They weren't going to do a twins program this year. And man, right at first, I was, you know, no way. I I went twins last year and I I won rookie of the year. I'm, there's no way, but. You know, I kept it in uh, as an option, and the more I thought about it to myself and ran it by the people that I talked to about my when I want to make a a pretty major decision, you know, my dad and a couple other people, man, it just seemed like the smart thing to do long term and to have longevity in the sport. The sport's not the same as it's been in recent years, um, and the way it's going, I think it's it's a smart move for me right now, and we've done nothing but click awesomely since we've started working together me and James Hart have a super killer relationship already just with the amount of times that we've worked together already so I'm pretty excited with it and like I said the big thing for me I think is has the biggest benefit is being able to always know what I'm riding and having a 450 it's hard with the twins because we don't get to do as much testing and stuff like that Um, and it becomes more of an experience game so with me always being on a 450 and stuff like that it definitely helps keep me at the top i think
0: well let's just uh talk about your 2017 season i thought it was a a really respectable season you just mentioned you were the rookie of the year um you were 11th in the point standings you made 13 main events with the best finish of fourth at charlotte um was that a successful season in your mind
1: you know i thought it was good i uh obviously every racer wants to do better than they ever do um but yeah, for my rookie year, I was, I was pretty happy with it, you know, with the Indian storm happening and there's a lot of top guys right now in the twins class. So for me to, like you said, get that fourth at Charlotte, I was beyond excited. Um, and for having the few mechanicals that we had to still be in 11th and points and,
0: and to win the rookie of the year was,
1: yeah, like, I mean, it was a huge accomplishment for me and I was very excited with it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I really couldn't, like I said, there's a couple, obviously there's always races that a racer's is going to say, man, I wish I could have did this there, but overall I was, I was happy with my season.
0: What were your expe- expectations going into 2017? I mean, did you have goals of a podium? Did you have goals of a top 10 or what were you expecting of yourself?
1: I really did want to, I wanted to get on the podium at least once. And uh, I, I think I could have at a few races, if it were, uh, like by you know, my rookie year, just having those rookie nerves a couple times, I put myself in a really good spot in the heat race in the semi, uh, and, you know, just didn't hit my start like I should have, or I know I can, and just uh, shaking out the nerves and letting things get to me that shouldn't have. But, uh, but, yeah, that's probably the only goal I think I missed. I really wanted to get on that podium, but, you know, I fell just short of it, so I can't be too upset about it.
0: Tell us about the transition from a 450, and then uh, you know that I can't remember which race it was last year, but I, I looked at you and you got to ride the XR 750 for the very first time. So, uh, what what what's the biggest difference from riding a 450 and then jumping on like an XR 750?
1: Well, the nice thing about when I was uh, as an amateur, I worked with Phil Rospoli and James Rospoli a lot, and they sponsored me a lot, so I was always riding uh Framer 80s and 250s and Framer 450s So I think that helped my transition especially to the Kawasaki when um a lot that didn't feel all that weird to me but I think what was surprising to me is when I first got to ride that Harley at uh Charlotte I immediately fell in love with it and that was kind of a shock to me because it's obviously a different motorcycle to any of the other ones out there right now and but yeah like charlotte i mean i guess i raced it at savannah but charlotte was my really first time racing it and that was my best result of the year so i i fell in love with that with the xr and i was always begging john hey man we should pull the harley out today but he was uh he tried to save him as much as he could from me so but yeah no i uh the transition went better for, or better for me than i i guess i could have expected
0: you mentioned Johnny Goad just just briefly right there, but uh, tell us what it was like working with uh, a mechanic that's been around the track and, and won so many Grand Nationals, Johnny Goad, you know, won championships in our sport. How was it to work with Johnny Goad?
1: People definitely had me nervous going into it. You know, you have like the Mike Hackers and Jared Mises that they, uh, they work with Johnny Goad a lot, and they've told me how tough he is. To, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't allow much, Uh, many excuses and stuff like that, which I think is the best thing that could have happened to me being my rookie year. And I loved working with Johnny and Sarah. And like I said, I think it was the best case scenario for me for my rookie year to have a guy that was in the pits, not letting me make as many excuses as uh, maybe somebody else would have and tell me, you know what, dude, you, you, you can ride these motorcycles. You've done it every weekend. Maybe it's not the bike today just change how you're riding you know and try to and make the best of things so i i all in all liked working with johnny a lot and i think he's gotten a little bit softer because i got him to laugh quite a few times in the pits when we were having a a not so good day so but uh yeah i had a i had a blast working with him and i i definitely wouldn't wouldn't change anything about working with him last year at all
0: yeah that's that's awesome are there any stories or any moments that really stick out in uh 2017 you want to talk about
1: yeah, man, not really many stories. Everything went pretty smooth for us, besides a couple times where, uh, you know, he would definitely get on me once in a while. When he would, I've always been known to not always eat the healthiest, so he would get on me quite a few times when I would, you know, in the middle of uh, qualifying in the heat races, and he would tell me, "Boy, you better, you better put that down and eat something healthy." So, <laughs> but that's about it
0: yeah i uh i've heard some stories about johnny's talk talking like that and one time i ran into him at the hotel at uh, pomona we're out there for the, the last race of the season but he'd been over at the drag races and and uh he said and I, you know he's he's from over there in the the east coast and i i, I have trouble understanding but he goes those guys are wicked fast i'm like what oh yeah said, those guys are wicked fast and i'm like slow down johnny what'd you say and he said those guys are wicked fast and I, it took me like five <laughs> seconds to catch on to what he was saying so did, did, you, did you struggle with any of his uh his way he talks or did you pick that I, up i
1: mean in, in savannah was the first time i ever really talked to him and that was the first time riding his motorcycles and stuff like that and it's definitely different at first but i think every person that's ever worked with him kind of adapts to his his uh how he talks and they can almost imitate him to a piece, so it, it it was pretty easy for me once we got going with it, but yeah, it's definitely uh, he's a little difficult to understand at times. But it's funny as hell I to to get him on his rants and his stories.
0: Well, well, can can you imitate him real quick?
1: All right, hold on, let me uh, let me think of a good. Oh, he's like,
0: hey, boy, you gotta
1: want this more than anything. You gotta wake up at the same time every morning. You gotta go to bed at the same time every morning. You gotta go to the gym at the same time every morning. You gotta want this more than anything. That boy Jared Mees, he wants it. That boy's focused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. I love it. I oh, love yeah. it. So, tell us about how you how you moved from New York over to uh, Michigan. Tell us about what all happened there.
1: Um, so in 2015, I I kind of did my own program, I guess you would say, and for the, in the off season, Craig Parkinson with Parkinson Brothers Racing. We, we linked up and I was going to start riding for him and it just made sense for me. I wanted to be hands in uh, and I wanted to give it my, the, best, the best opportunity I could give it and give it my all. So I ended up moving in with my, the mechanic for that team, Gordy Choprae, and I started living there. And the amount of resources and the amount of people involved with the sport of flat track that live in this area made it dang near impossible for me to want to leave. And so even when I stopped riding for Craig, um, I just, I wanted to stay there. So I made it happen to where I could. I mean, obviously last year I lived with Brian Smith for a while and just to, to keep the, like I said, it benefits me so much being here and the knowledge that's around this town and around this state. And there's always somebody that wants to ride and there's always tracks to ride every, every, any day you want to ride, you could do anything involved, involved with motorcycles. So that's why i wanted to stay and man i yeah i wish i would have been here sooner i think i could have uh, progressed my racing my racing career much sooner if i would have known all of this now but it's definitely the best thing that i could have done in my opinion
0: so you live with brian smith uh, who are you, are you living with somebody now or did you get your own place or what's been going on
1: i actually started in june or july i started renting the house in Flint, about 10 minutes from where brian lives um so it kept keeps me right close and yeah like i said me and brian still probably see each other every day or every other day and we're still going to the gym together and like i said we ride every weekend together so um but yeah no i def- i uh started renting my own house so that's been a different experience for me too first time i've ever lived by myself and i haven't burned a house down yet so i think i'm doing halfway
0: <laughs> well that's good have you have you learned how to cook yet for yourself or you eat out or how does eggs, that go no i can cook
1: eggs and i can make coffee that's about what else? it
0: what else do you need, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can make peanut butter and jelly, too, but I like the eggs you, a little bit more than that. So.
0: You know you know the recipe for peanut butter and jelly?
1: Yeah, it took me a minute, but I figured it out, and I got it memorized.
0: That's perfect. Don't ever forget that one. That's, uh, that's uh, a good one to have for sure in your back pocket. So yep. I, I think I saw on social media that you were actually did some training with Jared Meese. Is that right?
1: I'm um, trying to think. Oh, I went down to, to Florida. I helped him move. He bought a house in Florida um, about a month ago, I think, and I helped him move down there. So I drove down with him in a Penske truck, and we did some working out and some training. But me and Jared in, uh, in the off are in uh, during the race season, it's it's funny. Me and I pretty much, Brian's my gym partner and Jared's my riding partner. Me and Jared will go to the motocross track every Wednesday with Craig Pickett on Wednesdays. and uh, But yeah, so I, I I do a lot of riding with Jared, but I do most of my my training with Brian. So I get the best of both worlds. Key, I don't I don't think I could really, as a young racer, I don't think I could pick two better people to be able to ride and train with.
0: Yeah, no kidding. They got uh, they got some Grand National wins in their back pocket for sure. That's a uh, good good company to be around. It uh, I would totally agree.
1: Yep, absolutely. And me riding for Richie, I bounced that off of Brian as it came about and you know just to get those guys opinions on things that i'm going to do is because they've been through it all you know so to have those two as as people to bounce things off of i couldn't ask for any uh any two better people for it
0: absolutely so uh we're going to talk to colby carlisle next week and and he won the championship in 2017 you won the aft singles championship in 2016 uh you won a lot of races colby carlisle won the championship without winning any races what's it going to take in 2018 to be the champion
1: Man, I yeah, I know it's it's cool. Me and Kobe be, both being from relatively the same area in New York to win the the championship back to back years is definitely definitely something cool to look at. Um, but this year, I, I definitely wanna. Man, I'm taking it more. Like I said, I've ridden more this off season than I've ridden in a lot of uh, in a lot of years. So I'm putting as much effort as I possibly can because I know that single class is it's no joke these days, and it's it's pretty stout, especially with the. Uh, the option for people to move back so you know I just want to go to go to Daytona and start off the year trying to I want to win some races I want to do what I did in 2016 I definitely want to win some races but I think ultimately just staying as close to the front as you can even if you're having a bad day just making it happen at the end of the day in the main event getting as close to the front as you can trying to capitalize on different people's off days Um, I think that's what's going to be the key I don't think it's going to be so much guy that wins the most races but i think it's going to be the guy that's on the podium the most and the guy you know keeping it upright at the end of the day and and making sure he's always in that top five or as close to it as possible
0: you're riding for richie morris racing you said james hart's your mechanic so it sounds like a pretty good team already uh texter rode those bikes last year and she won five times in 2017 does that add pressure to your program or do you not even think about that or have you even thought about that
1: no, I haven't really thought about it. You know, I know Shane is a good rider, so I knew if she was on, on good bikes, she could do it and stuff like that. So um, it, it's been pretty nice. They actually gave me uh, one of the race bikes from last year to, to bring home with me, and I've had that um, in my garage for the past however many months since I've started riding for them. So
0: to be able to ride
1: that motorcycle and see what, they, what kind of a package they have has given me so much more confidence than, say, if I were to just show up at Daytona not knowing what uh what to expect so um we've definitely been making some tweaks because obviously me and Shane are a little bit different in size so we've made some uh some some pretty major tweaks to the bikes and yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty awesome from what I've what I've gathered so far like I said me and James went down and worked together in Duquan, Illinois and we got a win um and this is just on the bike that I'm using as a practice bike so I'm pretty excited to see what they what they come up with for this year and and moving forward and like I said I want to win some races so Shayna won five so I want to I want to see if I can do that or if not anything a little bit better and what would be really cool is I've never been much of a never been much of a miler on a 450 in my younger days so I'd like to try to get for a run on a mile if I can
0: yeah that'd be pretty cool to beat her on a mile I mean she's she's definitely the master of the mile on the 450 so it'd be cool to beat her on a mile for sure uh there's yeah, a new that'd probably be cooler than
1: than me winning any of the other races. If I could be Shane and Texture in a mile, that probably that's top my charts for the year.
0: Yeah, I like it. That's cool. There's a new racetrack in New York that we, we we be going to. It's in Weed Sport. Uh, are you familiar with that track? Have you ever been there? Have you seen it?
1: I haven't, and it kind of bums me out being a hometown race. I, it'd be nice to have at least seen the racetrack
0: before, so it
1: kind of that's kind of a that's kind of upsetting. But uh, no, I haven't seen it ever. Um, I've heard about it. So I'm pretty interested myself, and and I plan on going home and racing the Medina TT at some point early in the year. So I'm uh, definitely planning on me going and at least checking the racetrack out and looking at it for the first time. So, yeah, no, I haven't seen it up until this point.
0: Who do you think is going to be your toughest competition in 2018?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, there's there's so many good guys. Obviously, Colby's going to be good. Shane is going to be good um Brandon Price he's obviously going to be riding the bikes that I already I won my first championship on so I know he's going to be a kid thats he's going to be tough um Corey Texter obviously he's coming down so I definitely think there's a good solid group of people that are are really going to be in the mix every single weekend and that's what's going to make this championship so hard
0: the schedule is a little bit different for the singles than it was when he won in 2016 there's you know more events there's a there's more TTs do you think that's going to help your chances on winning the championship?
1: Well, the biggest difference that you just didn't measure is I I had to ride a twin when I rode when I won my championship, so that's definitely way different. I mean, I'm always going to be on a four fifty, but I kind of like that, and yeah, I think uh, I think I could definitely. I'm um, like I said. I mean, I don't know. These guys are all going to be fast, so I think with there being more short track and TT, it's definitely going to help me out a lot. Um, I'm very excited to ride Buffalo Chip and Peoria on a 450 again. Um, but yeah, no, I think the season... I think the schedule suits me more this year than it, it has in recent years, absolutely.
0: What would you think about racing at Daytona? That's going to be our first Grand National this season. It's supposed to be bigger, better, and faster. What did you think of it last year?
1: Man, on a twin, it was really fun, and I, know, uh, I, I think a lot of people expected it to be way more weird on a twin than it was. Um, so... I've always been a 450 rider. I love riding motocross, and like I said, I've been riding a bunch of road courses and TTs on the ice on a 450, so I'm pretty dang excited to go to, T- to Daytona on a 450 this year, and, and like you said, when they're making it bigger and faster, it's only going to make the racing better, and I think they learned a lot last year, and it was already pretty good last year, so with them being able to make improvements, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome, I think.
0: All right. I got some random questions for you. So just tell me the first thing that pops into your head. All right. So uh, what's your favorite yep. racetrack?
1: Favorite racetrack, Charlotte. Why is that? Well, got my best result there. I, I did pretty good there on my 450 and it's the fun, fun track and the atmosphere is really cool. You know, just tag crowd. And I just, you know, you roll in there, you see the big Charlotte on the on the board when you're rolling in and you drop down into that big bank half mile. It's on it never used to be. Springfield TT was my favorite track for the longest time, but uh, after last year, Charlotte's definitely up there.
0: All right. Favorite place to eat when you're I, out there I on like the road? I like a
1: lot, too, so that's a tough
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite place to eat when you're out there on the road? Chipotle. Hmm. That's, I, I well, never I'm thought you would have said that. Okay. Growing up in New York and moving to Michigan, I never I never thought I heard some Mexican coming out of Ryan Wells, but you never know. I need
1: Mexican more than I probably should.
0: <laughs> hey, that's traction. Exactly. If you were to be put in charge of the AFT series, what is one thing you would change for 2018?
1: Um, I think if I were to change one thing about anything, I would make it to where... Just looking at the new schedule, how when you ride a heat race, if if something were to happen in a heat race and say you fall down or your bike quits or something like that, you get last, you're out for the day. I think I would still make it to where, um, you definitely have a second go at it minus having the provisional. I think you should always have two chances at the main event. But that's
0: just my opinion. I like it. Um, so what do you do with all your trophies?
1: I've donated several of my trophies. Um, but I keep all my I, I keep them all. It's front and center. I'm proud of the the trophies that I've had, so um, I keep them all. I've got a bunch still in my bedroom in New York. But any of the any of the trophies that I can donate, I've donated in the past to the younger racers in the 50 and 60 classes at my hometown track.
0: That's awesome. Which one? Which trophy is your favorite one?
1: I think my favorite trophy is my rookie year at Daytona the Daytona short track trophies were always the coolest. So the fact that I, uh, I have one of those for my rookie years, that's, that's probably my favorite trophy.
0: I think we're good, man. I, I appreciate the time. I, you, got, you want anything else? You got anything else you want to add?
1: Not, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm just, like I said, I'm I'm very excited for Daytona. I think it's, I like what AFT is doing. I think it's going to be an exciting year for everybody.
0: Right on. Well, you better start listening to Siri and stop listening to me. Cause you might get lost.
1: Yeah, no kidding. No, I got the garment. I, I wouldn't be able to get home if I didn't have a GPS. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I feel you. All right, Ryan, we appreciate the time and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon and, and good luck in 2018, bud.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, it was a pleasure being on the show. Thanks again.
0: I want to thank Ryan Wells for his time and a special shout out to Jason, Allen and Jim at Low Tide Studios in Wilmington, North Carolina for providing our outro music. We love it when our fans contribute to our show, whether it be music, artwork, comments, or feedback.
1: Off the Groove with Scotty
0: Dubler.